respect. Love you. We thank you for calling us for such a time as this. Lord, we know that there's a lot going on in this world, but we know at the end we have complete and total victory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Father, I thank you for giving us, letting us receive your word, hear from heaven, heal our land. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about traveling light. You know, God don't like burdens. He don't like baggage. And we don't suppose to carry baggage. Amen. God wants us to travel light. Hallelujah. Worry is a burden. So God doesn't like it. It's, a, it's sinful, too. And with worry carries um, fear and torment, all of that. That's what the devil is trying to do. When you worry, you're worried about what you can't do nothing about. It's called tomorrow. <laughs> and that's why the Bible says in the book of Matthew, it says, you know, um, tomorrow has its troubles of its own. And so don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow means something that is unknown. But we carry that baggage, and God wants us to, to travel light. Amen? Hallelujah. Worry doesn't brighten up your day. In fact, it makes you sad. It makes me sad. And it causes malfunctions in your mind, in your brain, in your body, ulcers, you name it, high blood pressure, all of that stuff. It, it's a form of worry, you know, and we need to travel light. Hallelujah. So it's a burden and it's baggage. Let's go to Psalm 55. Hallelujah. Psalm 55. I'm going to give you some scriptures you already know. I already know that. Yeah, that's what I said until God broke it on down. <laughs> Break it on down, Lord. You know, he can give you new revelation on anything. And it talks about casting your burdens upon the Lord. If we, didn't, if we knew it so much, we wouldn't need to tell people. If we get it, we need to tell others. Amen. There's just going to come some things that the devil will pull on you that's going to make you be concerned and worry. But God's got you covered on that too. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see. Verse 22. It says, cast your burdens upon the Lord. And he shall sustain you. Hallelujah. And that word sustain means to maintain, to nourish, to provide, bear you up, to protect and support you. Amen. He will sustain you. He will bear you up. He will defend you. It also means defend, nourish, provide, protect, hold you up, support you. Bear you up. Amen. And then it says, he shall never permit. Let's see, let me look at it. He shall never per permit the righteous to be moved. Amen. Amen. That's your scripture. <laughs> Amen. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Hallelujah. Praise God. That scripture can get you a long way. Amen. And that word move means shaken or disturbed or upset. He will not cause an upset, cause you to be shaken, cause you to be disturbed. But he is a protector. 
Amen. Worry never sleeps. Worry never sleeps. But God's children do. We sleep. But worry worry is always trying to tap on somebody else's shoulder, trying to get them to to complete it, to worry. (laughs) So when you can't sleep, don't count sheep. I don't know why I wrote that down. I wrote... I wrote, if you can't sleep, don't count sheep, read your word, amen, (laughs) and renew your mind. (laughs) Hey, that's how God gave it to me. I wrote it down. I said, oh, this this ain't too bad. Amen. See, worry keeps you awake. Hallelujah. But when you can't sleep, get in your word because it helps to renew your mind. Or seek the Lord. Seek him early. Seek him late. Seek the kingdom of God. Because when you seek God, you're seeking his plan and his purpose for your life. And not be concerned about what you eat or what you're going to wear or what your future holds. Don't worry about tomorrow. When you worry about tomorrow, you're worrying about what your future holds. What's going to happen? How's this thing going to pan out? But it's not going to do, it won't move. You'll stay in that place until you rest in God. You rest in God. How many hours a month do you spend worrying? If you could just add it up, boy, if I could get a nickel for every hour or every minute that I have worried, I'd be a rich woman. (laughs) But you don't, when you don't know. But when you know, God expects you to act on what you know. Amen. So we know worry doesn't sleep, but God's children does. So seek him. Seek the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, seek God's plan and his purpose for your life. If you get busy doing that, you won't have a whole lot of time for worry. Amen. And not be concerned about this other stuff. Amen. What's going to happen? Amen. Stop allowing tomorrow's imaginary problems to ruin today's rest. Amen. I was on a roll, girl. All you got to do is just sit there and listen to God. And I, I took shorthand. You know, I got this faux shorthand that I do. Amen. Stop allowing tomorrow's imaginary problems to ruin today's rest. In other words, take no thought. Take no thought. Matthew 6. Let's go there. Hallelujah. Praise God. 625. And you'll run into all of that don't worry stuff. 625, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Uh, Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Amen. See, your body is supposed to be the temple of the Holy Ghost. In other words... The Bible is trying to let us know that our purpose is so much more than worry. Amen. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Neither their heavenly father, um, yet their heavenly father feeds them. Amen. In other words, he wouldn't let a bird go naked. And he won't let us go naked either. Amen. Are you not more valuable than they? Amen. 
which of you which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature amen take no thought amen 28 so why do you worry about clothing consider the lilies of the field and how they grow they neither toil nor spin and yet i say to you that even solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these hallelujah now if god so clothed the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven will he not much more clothe you O ye a little faith he'll much more give to us than he give to the to the sparrow and to the whoever this is the lilies he'll give us much more because he puts nobody before us amen but add no take no thought take no thought in other words don't worry about things you can't do anything about just expect god to do more verse 31 therefore do not worry saying what you're going to eat what will we drink or what will we wear for after all these things the gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows what you need all these things but seek ye first and this is verse 33 it's the most important one seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you see if you seek the kingdom instead of worrying well i was worried and i didn't get nothing and i had to borrow something it's because you refuse to seek the kingdom and take no thought when you when you don't do what this scripture is telling you to do you're gonna have to take some natural measures you're just gonna have to but god is still on the end of that because he, he'll call somebody to give into your bosom amen because you know he'll just he's a merciful god but then you this is what i i know the same thing will happen over again you'll be and find yourself in the same spot further on up the road and god will see what you're gonna do yeah i know that song i, I feel you chuck <laughs> see they don't know because they too young amen but the same thing you'll find yourself in the same position and god's gonna look at you again and say what you gonna do amen he'll keep working with you until you finally decide to trust him amen hallelujah praise god therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble amen so take life one day at a time day by day you know give us this day our daily bread don't store any manna over you know your today's supply don't store any just come back tomorrow he was trying to teach those people faith faith that he would be there tomorrow with their daily bread amen so god is always teaching us but we don't pay attention sometimes because we want we want to feel comfortable but he wants us to feel uncomfortable in the natural but comfortable with him amen so he gonna let us stay all worried about tomorrow if we if that's what we're gonna do if that's how we gonna play it he'll let us do it amen but consider the birds of the air and the lilies of the field because both are clothed and so god will clothe us he will cause us to have everything that we need amen 
Most of us worry have not made up our minds to follow God's plan. See, you got to do something in the natural when your plans are different from God's. That's most of the time why we have to do things in the natural. Because when God has a plan and a purpose for your life and you're following his plan, everything works together. And God, you don't want for anything because you'll walk right into your blessing. Because favor follows you. Amen. Favor follows you wherever you go. Favor opens doors. It closes doors. And so if you are in the path of righteousness, if you are obeying God, not over here trying to do something your sub-pastor has told you to do. I call people sub-pastors, you know, when they always feeding in. You know, let people, let people follow God. Amen. You know, I call different, different things. Oh, that's their pastor, you know. Like whatever, Walmart, or whatever it is, you know, that's your pastor. And so you, when you do that, you're you going to run into trouble. And, but if you follow God to the best of your ability, and God is, is merciful, and he has mercy every morning. But he's still trying to teach us how to depend on him. Amen. Hallelujah. So follow God's plan for your life. Amen. And and. We don't don't try to maintain your life. Just govern your own body. Govern yourself. Govern your mouth. Govern your heart. Those, those kind of things. That's for us. But don't try to, you know, be the captain of your ship and the master of your soul because you're not. God is. Amen. That's all I'm saying. So we need to allow God to lead us and allow him to follow us. See, we have to submit to God, to his plan, and to his purpose. Submitting to God is the most important thing that we can do. Let's go to 1 Peter 5. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5, verse 6. You know the scripture. It says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season. So, in other words, when you are trying to figure this whole thing called life out like you started it, you know, we know we can't. You're not submitted to God. Submit to God. People who worry are not submitted to God. We, we just ain't. Amen. We are submitted to what we think is going to happen. We're submitted to fear. And when fear hit us and that devil started running his mouth, making us think this ain't going to work, that ain't going to write, and da-da, you know, all that stuff, then, then we don't see the best. And uh, your mind can go haywire. But you can resubmit, resubmit, resubmit to God. You repent and bind that devil and say, no, I'm going God's way. I'm not listening to you anymore because I stayed up all night listening to you. I'm tired. You know, you can get tired and say, God, I'm, I'm going to listen to you from now on. I'm tired. Nothing else work, and you just, you know, there with God crying out because he never leaves us nor forsakes us. Amen. So casting your cares upon him, verse 7, for he cares for you. Amen. So why cast your cares upon him? Because God's love provides for our daily needs. 
So instead of worrying from day to day what you're going to do for tomorrow, God already has supplied your daily needs. You just got to hook into him. Amen. Hook into his mindset. Start to trust him and, and just unload on God. You know, the best thing you can do is cry out. That's probably the best thing God can hear from us is a crying out. <laughs> Otherwise, the murmurs, the complaints, the trying to do everything ourselves, sometimes when you've done it all, you just submit to God. That's when you see action. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So God wants us to follow his plan because he wants us to cast our cares upon He wants us to travel light. Amen. And tra- part of traveling out is trust and and casting your cares daily. If you have to do it daily, but you got to be submitted to God. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Verse six, that He may exalt you in due season. Well, why is that there? He may exalt you because we're busy trying to exalt ourselves. <laughs> When we try to handle things ourselves, we're exalting ourselves higher than the knowledge of God. That's one of those things that we're supposed to resist. Amen. Or that's part of reasoning. When you reason, you're exalting yourself higher than the knowledge of God. And we have to stop doing that. Amen. See, the devil don't make you think that's that's what's going on. He'll, He'll lie to you. And just say, oh, well, you know, you can do this or whatever. I don't know what he'd be telling people. You know, that's his job. He makes me tired. But you know what I'm saying. Whenever we're doing that, that's exalting ourselves higher than the knowledge of God. But the devil don't want us to look at it like that. That's what I'm trying to say. And then we wonder why everything goes shipwreck. It goes shipwreck because we think we know everything. Because we have not submitted ourselves under the mighty hand of God. First Peter five six. We have not humbled ourselves. When you humble yourself, you get everything, you put it all, lay it all on God's table. You put everything on him. You unload on him. You say, God, this is your show. And you don't try to pretend like I'm humble. It's like this. I tried it all and none of that works. Or <laughs> it worked for a season. I'm tired. And so God take the reins you lead because a good shepherd leads he's a good shepherd and a good shepherd always leads and he leads us into righteousness he never leads us into more confusion that's the devil trying to pretend like he's your friend and he's not amen and so god cares he wants us to cast our cares upon him and that word cares mean having a divided mind when you have cares, the cares of the world, the cares of this, that's having a divided mind. The devil ain't going to tell us that. He's just going to put something stupid in your mind to make you think somebody's trying to tell you what to do. That's how he rolls. But, you know, really, when you have too many cares, you have a divided mind caused by distractions, anxieties burdens and worries they cause you all these things cause you to have a divided mind but then the bible says be anxious for nothing amen be anxious about nothing or don't be anxious 
beforehand about your daily life. Amen. Amen. However you want to put this, it still comes out the same. Trust God. Amen. Because there's nothing else to do. When you had your back up against the wall, you can't do nothing else but trust him. And that's a good place to be. A bad place, but a good place. Because then, you know, and a lot of us do it with no harm. No no harm intended, intended, but we do it. Why? Because we have not submitted that thing, that specific problem. We have not submitted that unto God. Amen. We have not humbled ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And when we don't do that, we don't see victory. Amen. All we see is a prolonged trouble. Amen. But God's love provides for our every need. God's love provides for our special needs. God's love provides for everything. We just got to try it. And once we, we uh, you know, we find out or how can I say we tap into that, hang with that. Stay with God's love. Once you tap into that, don't change. Because don't think the devil can't make you think you submit and you jump back on something else or some new situation. You jump back on it and you think you trust in God, you're back in control again. Tricky. That's why we have to stay uh, submitted. Every situation, don't just try to live a blanket life before God. Take one day at a time, one situation at a time, and submit it to God every time you you think about it. Because God loves us. He's not going to stop loving us because we get wish-wash. Amen? But we need he's steady teaching us and trying to show us how to live from day to day and not worry and not be too consumed and not be too concerned about our future. Amen? So we need to learn, I think the key is to encourage ourselves, learn to encourage ourselves in the Lord by seeking him. Amen. See, when you seek the kingdom instead of things, then you you renewing your mind and your heart is being renewed. And then God is ministering to you concerning your whole life. And he puts things in proper perspective. Amen. Hallelujah. And then light comes in. Trusting God because his yoke is easy and his burden is light and he don't want you to travel heavy. He wants you to travel light like he does. He travels light. Jesus traveled light all the time. He didn't travel with a whole bunch of burdens and cares. He traveled light in the natural and he traveled light in the spirit realm. Amen. His yoke was easy. His burden was light and that's how he traveled. And that's how we're supposed to travel. We don't, we don't supposed to travel with all these burdens because it's, it'll get done. Everything will get done. God will, will contend with everything, even our enemies. You have enemies. He'll contend with your enemies. Amen. Because they won't prosper. And they, he'll put confusion on them. Their everlasting confusion will be upon them. Amen. So we have to trust him with everything, every new, every battle that David went into. He, he sought the Lord for direction he didn't just look at the last battle and say i'm gonna win this one too although you should but you you seek counsel you seek his his um his whatever his instructions because this is what's missing and so we take everything to god everything that we go through we get another job you seek god for instruction amen you need to we have to so his 
his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And that word easy means useful. His yoke is useful. His yoke is pleasant. It means useful, pleasant, comfortable, good, suitable, and serviceable. So his yoke is pleasant and comfortable. It's good and suitable and serviceable. And his burdens are light. So trust in God. Trust is established. That's why most people don't have it or it works for a little while. And when they don't seem changed, that trust gets, it's waned, so to speak. Because trust has to be established by a personal relationship with God. By the indwelling spirit, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you speaks for you. He's your coach. And he touches base with you and God on the inside and keep that connection pure. Amen. He helps you take problems to God. Amen. And he even advises you on what to do, what to say, how to act, all of these things. And so you have to include the Holy Spirit with everything that you do. But you get that when you seek God. Seeking God brings all everything that God is and has on the scene. And then you get your needs met. Seeking God. Seeking the kingdom first. And all these things shall be added. And this is how. When you seek God, seek the kingdom first, and then you have all these needs, then God puts all these things in motion. Am I making sense to anybody? Trust God because he leads us. Why do you need God to lead you for that security? He's a good shepherd. What does a shepherd do? A shepherd leads and guides and protects. And we need all three of those. We need instructions. We need guidance. Amen. We need everything from God. And he does all of those things. A good shepherd leads. A hireling does not lead anybody. They just take and divide and conquer. That's what hirelings do. They divide. They keep people divided. They don't keep people together. And they don't lead. Amen. Hallelujah. So a good shepherd leads. A good shepherd is trustworthy. Amen. He is secure and he secures our safety by carefully leading us in the path of righteousness. I think I said that. So he takes care of our every need by supernaturally sheltering us from harm and danger things that we don't even know about that could have happened didn't happen because he leads and guides us down the path of righteousness amen hallelujah so he takes care of our every need by supernaturally sheltering us from harm and danger supernaturally and that word means going against natural understanding uh, uh, or an act that uh, cannot be explained by by the natural but he's a supernatural god and he does supernatural acts and that's what we need we need some power to go beyond uh, our understanding and comprehension that's what amen that's what the supernatural is all about amen so this is why it's don't try to don't worry don't try to understand every single thing that god is doing just have his mind and his heart and he will provide information when you need it amen 
he just does because he's God and we can uh, know God's thoughts don't think one minute we can't because we have the mind of Christ amen but he, he tells us things in part he doesn't tell us everything we don't need to know everything oh here comes a bus that's going to hit you you know he doesn't tell us everything but I know one thing God tells us what we need to know and he tells us on time he tells us beforehand amen amen so the good shepherd is our source and our provider so trust in him and not in stuff and things and money because it's all good and we need it but we need it to come from god and when it comes from god it'll do a great work for us amen and another thing when it comes from god we don't we don't run out we won't run out because it's that continual flow remember we read that in ezekiel 47 it's continual every month or every week whenever you need it it's there it's like that woman that poured that oil in the crudes the crudes of oil it was as long as she needed it she could pour it as long as her faith held out she poured and see her faith was collecting those had to be in collecting those containers and when she got tired said when she got tired of collecting them she stopped pouring because she felt by the spirit that she had enough amen but she could turn that faith right back on if something came up and she needed more money then but her needs were met that's why she stopped pouring her needs were met amen god is a good god and he takes care of every need supernaturally i like the supernatural because you get more done i'm like this god don't have to tell me everything just do it god do it <laughs> get it done and those things that i need to know and that i need to study and show myself approved unto him i don't mind doing it but but you know take care of your girl you know the good shepherd is our source the good shepherd is our provider so trust in him we need to trust him more and not in what he can give us but what can we do for him you know if it pleases the king amen hallelujah not what the king can do for us so he is the god of all comfort and peace see everything that we need is a total package it comes from him amen so learn to travel light when you got him you can travel light you don't have to pack a whole lot when you don't have to you don't have to be packing when you got him amen because <laughs> you're ready at all times do you know him that's the thing amen it comes from personal relationship let's go to psalm 23 since we're talking about the shepherd hallelujah psalm 23 everybody know the 23rd psalm even the little kids i saw some little kids on uh on uh, the internet talking about this there was two little brothers or somebody and they were they were saying uh, uh psalm 23 and then one of them said no it ain't that it's it's the he lead us something else with he one of them got stuck and then the other one then they looked at each other and laughed and then they finished saying it but they knew it amen and i was thinking to myself oh if they only stay in that vein when they when they become 18 and 19 
Amen. But you know, when you train them up that way, they, they won't depart from it. Amen. Hallelujah. They won't depart from it. They may show you some ugly stuff, but God's got them. Amen. I do like me. I just quit looking. I just keep praying and quit looking. Amen. It ain't going to drive me nuts. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Worry, fear, and anxiety. Anxiety comes from, now this is going to grab you. Just receive it. Self-reliance. Yep. When we rely on ourselves, and sometimes we do it so automatically we don't know what we're doing. Self-reliance causes fear, anxiety. You know why? Because we can't get it right. We can't get it right. We're not supposed to. He's supposed to get it right for us. Amen. Self-reliance. In other words, self-reliance not dependent on God. That's why arrogant people and haughty people don't get nothing. God says, I resist the proud and I I give grace to the humble can't get nothing or they have it and slip it slip and then they just like you know that little string those little that little game that them cats play and they have a little mouse on the end they pull it and they go up you pull it and they go up following something that never you can never grab hold of it because you're trying to do it yourself self-reliance amen it's called pride arrogance you know and they just you just, and most people that had it, they don't even know it. Because they see that, that thing, uh, it fools you. It fools you into thinking you're humble. It's some kind of false humility. Amen. It's a false thing. Amen. Okay, Psalm 23. Let me read it. Where am I at? Oh, boy, I hope this page is not torn. Some of it is, some of it ain't. But I don't need the page, really. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. It says, he makes, wait a minute, I don't have any of it. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amen. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over. I'm just saying it from how I know how to say it. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever amen the the lord is my shepherd amen in other words god can see ahead of us why because not only is he a provider but he has provision his vision is ahead of us amen he can see what we can't see so he has provision, and he's a provider. He's a sustainer. Amen. Hallelujah. So I just wrote a few things down that I felt like God gave me. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. 
Amen. Verse 2, when I read that, God told me, he maketh me lay down in fresh, tender, green pastures. And he leads me beside the still and restful waters. He refreshes and restores my soul. And he leads me in the path of uprightness and right standings that's what uh, righteousness is is uprightness and right standing with him that's that's the way he leads us now where we going i don't know sometimes we take a curve or shortcut amen not for my not for my earning it but for his namesake in other words god does things for us for his glory because it's the goodness of God that leads men into salvation. In other words, your testimony. The better your testimony sounds, the more people you can pull in with, the, with that testimony. Amen. See, God doesn't get anything out of not blessing us. He bless, he's a good shepherd. And a good shepherd leads. Amen. In verse 4, yes, though I walk through the, the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect me. God always goes through. If you go through death or close to death, he goes with you. Amen. And he doesn't let evil touch you. Now, evil be trying, but evil can't win. Amen. But evil tries. Your rod to protect me and your staff to guide me. They both comfort me amen and y'all hearing that i I didn't say amen to that i'm not saying amen to that rod (laughs) or that staff i didn't say amen to that (laughs) your rod to protect and your staff to guide they comfort me (laughs) oh we don't like that rod and that staff but they comfort you they 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 rile you up and they make you angry and they hurt but they comfort you he's all he also comforts us amen verse five you prepare a six-course dinner for me amen in front of my enemies mm-hmm. and revive my drooping head and my cup brims over with blessing amen are you brimming is he brimming you don't think so uh-uh he ain't brimming <laughs> you're right mm-hmm. your beauty and love chase after me his beauty and love chase after me with goodness and mercy and shall follow me all the days of my life amen and let's see and through the length of my days the house of the lord shall be my dwelling place forever and always and it and the house the dwelling place is in his presence in his presence and that's where he he just see this little supernatural thing it it has a natural understanding but it's really a supernatural prayer amen amen God leads us safely and knows what he's doing. Amen. So consider God and travel light. And choose 
choose to trust him. Amen. Because he's a strong tower. His name. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 18. I'm almost done. Proverbs 18. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. We run in and we are safe. Amen. <laughs> That's one of the first ones I learned. And I was a Baptist, but I knew that one. I didn't understand what it meant, but I knew that scripture. And I didn't. And somehow it made me feel better. Amen. It made me feel better because it, I know it brought God closer to me in my mind. I run in and I am safe. Amen. <laughs> Proverbs 18.10. And it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in it and are saved. But the rich man's wealth is his strong city. And like a high wall in his own esteem. See, there's that, that self, uh, what, what, what did I was saying? Some of, yeah, that self-reliance. That's just what it means. Thank you. It means a rich man, has he relies on his money and his fortune. And he running into that and trying to be safe. Amen. But he's not trusting totally 100% on the Lord because he don't need him. Amen. The, it, verse 11, the rich man's wealth is his strong city. It ain't a tower. It's a whole city. And like a high wall in his own esteem or his own mind. Amen. Uh, I'm not supposed to go further, but I want to read verse 12. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. Just because I mentioned that before. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. And before honor is humility. So in other words, you got to come down to go up. So you might as well stay low. Amen. Amen. It's just the way it is. Stay low. He who answers a matter before he hears it is a folly and shame to him. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. Honey, it's what's in your spirit. But who can bear a broken spirit? Not many. The heart of the prudent acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Amen. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Amen. I'm just going to keep reading for a minute. And the first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and explains him. <laughs> I mean, examines him. Let me read that again. The first one who pleads his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and ex- examines him. You know, get the facts. Break it on down. Then your stuff ain't tight no more. <laughs> it was never tight. <laughs> okay. Uh, casting lots causes contentions to cease and keeps the mighty apart. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. I was reading that the other night. And contentions are like the bars of a castle. You know, when people think, you know, that's, you know what that means? When people think they have their right and they have a cause, a just cause, I'm right and you're wrong. It's like a, what did it say? See, when nobody listening. 
Where's that scripture? A brother, 19, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. And contentions are like the bars of a castle. Because nobody wants to be wrong. Everybody wants to be right. So they take a stand. People, we're good at taking a stand on something that's false. That's a false thing. And we take a stand. We ain't moving because we're right. And then the person that, uh, and then the person that humbles themselves, and then that makes the person that is is contentious or whatever is, is arrogant or whatever that makes them feel like they were right and they won, but really that's ignorant. It takes more humility. See, that's why people think humility is is weak because it goes low. And the person who's arrogant takes that stand and won't move and won't change because they think they're right, because they're right in their own mind. And God don't deal with that. And you know what? It's good if we quit dealing with it. Don't deal with people like that. I'm learning. Don't deal with people like that no more. Just leave them alone. Let them be up there. You go low. You know, I well, the, the, the Lord gave me a prophecy not long ago. And he told me, he says, because you went low and others went high, I'm blessing you and giving you this thing that I wanted. He gave it to me. See, I know that has power. Humility has power. He told me that. He said, because you went low and others went high, I'm giving you that thing. And he gave it to me, too, I'm telling you. And it was something I needed right then and right there. And he gave it to me. And I'm going to tell you something. That's the best way to get a healing, too. You go low arrogance you can't get no healing you go low and get whatever it is that you want and let people say whatever they see because people view humility as weakness and fearful but it's not god doesn't fear like us that's why these people in the world are confused about what happened on that cross that's why they are so confused because they don't understand that Jesus gave up his life. He surrendered his life. He didn't he wasn't scared at all. He humbled himself for their for, for them to live, for us to live. And see that that will pass by a person in a carnal person, they will never get it. They will never get it. And that's why Jesus talked to them morons in parables. He didn't he didn't try because he didn't waste his time, but he still fed them a bone. And if they were humble enough, they could pick it up and receive something from it. But most of them, especially the ones in the church, they wouldn't do it. They weren't going to humble themselves, and they didn't. Amen. And they still run around. But didn't God expose them? Amen. Well, that's another teaching. Amen. So you run in and under the, the, in the mighty hand of God. You run in. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself, run into his everlasting arms, and you are safe. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't let the world diminish your joy by adding adding extra burdens on you. See, by the time you get done looking at the news and finding out what happened over here, and, uh, and it makes you feel helpless, but the devil's a liar. Amen. Amen. The Bible says to call upon the name of the Lord. He's your shelter. He's your good shepherd. Call upon the name of the Lord. Just the utter of his holy name can revive you and relieve you from heavy burdens. Amen. His name is enough. 
His name is enough just to utter. Because his name is powerful. It's holy. Amen. His name is strong. And when you utter his name, that's the right name. Amen. Hallelujah. It's all you need to know. Hallelujah. And you know why? All this other stuff. You know, it's good to know the word and know it. But, you know, when when you are teaching, when you are learning, when you're sitting under teaching, when you um, meditate on the word, that word should be going here, not here. Amen. And what's in here will always ring loud when you need it. When you need it, it will always come forth at that right time. Hallelujah. In God good. Hallelujah. He is good. Nothing can take his place. God always provides a way of escape. And that's one way is his name. Jesus, the name of Jesus is your way of escape. Amen. Hallelujah. When we decide to trust in his name and trust in his word, it's all good. Hallelujah. I have one more. It's Hebrews 12. Let's go there. Hebrews 12. I don't quite remember. I think it's about laying aside every weight. 12 verse 1. Yeah. It says, therefore... We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which is so easily ensnares us. Don't sin ensnare us quick. Amen. You have to really be, I mean, I don't care how sharp you is, it'll try to ensnare any of us. But we have to be quick to rebuke it and to make it leave us alone because it'll try to ensnare all of us at all times it says and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us amen and the verse two says looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that he was set before him who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross that's why he did it he didn't do it because he was a coward for all these worldly people that say he couldn't save himself he did it for the joy i had somebody tell me that one time amen and i was trying to lead them to the lord and and he said well why would i give my life to the lord jesus he couldn't save himself and i almost slapped him i mean that was what i really wanted to do i'm not lying Because it's just like he stuck something in me when he said that. But you see how confused the world is? They're just crazy. And he thinks that he, and see, maybe, and he was like in his 50s or something like that. And maybe all his life the reason he didn't serve God is because he thought he was weak. And then the Christians living in the same house with him, what kind of portrayal did they give of God? They portrayed a weak God. Amen. But I'm telling you, when he got sick, he got really, really sick, and he called on the name of the Lord. You know who I'm talking about? And he called upon the name of the Lord, and the Lord saved him, too. Amen. He just wasn't quite ready for me because I was, you know, because I just did, you know, I was, that's when I was back in the day when I ain't take no stuff. And I, and I would go around trying to get everybody in my husband's family and all his friends. He said, now, don't say nothing to them because they don't understand. I said, okay, all right, I won't say nothing. 
and and I would when he looked around, I was in another room. He knew what I was doing, and he, he didn't dare come in there either. And I would work on the wife, amen. And I was uh, working on his uncle, and he told me Jesus was weak. He said because he couldn't save himself, and I said he didn't. He wasn't trying to save himself. I said he died for numbskulls like you. I didn't say numbskulls. I ain't gonna tell y'all what I said. I was a little bit saved back then, but I told him something like that. And he looked at me like, wow, you know, and I said, yeah, that's why he did. He stayed there for you. But that was enough to mess his head up. Amen. <laughs> but he sure confessed Christ, didn't he? And when he wanted to go to church, he couldn't go. But his heart, you know, his, his spirit went. And you know what I'm saying. He went in spirit. I had to, you know, watch what I say because some... Never mind. But anyway, he was, I ain't going there. But I have self-control. <laughs> but his, his spirit went to church. I mean, he was there in spirit because he wanted to be there so bad. And he loved the Lord from his bed so much. And he would want his, when his wife would come home from church, he wanted her to tell, tell him what happened, you know. And so that's how they... Uh, got back together because they were in a bad marriage for many many since i was a a kid and they um they you know were just like two peas in a pod you know they had things she would read them the bible i mean that's all he wanted was to hear about the lord and then he all that fear and disliking god and hating jesus that just went away amen god knows what he's doing amen he will save your family amen Hallelujah. So let's see, did we get done with this? The author and the finisher of our faith for who for the joy? He did it for the joy. He didn't do it because he had to. He did it for our peace, our joy. He did it for our lives, to extend our lives. He did it for all of that. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and and has sat down on the right hand of the throne of god not only did he go to that cross in our place for the for the joy that was set before him but he he's sitting on the right hand of the father praying for you and me he he hasn't stopped yet he ain't done with us yet are y'all here today amen hallelujah for our joy and for his he did it for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. So they go to cares and the worries of the world. So in, in other words, he endured hostility so we wouldn't have to. He says, from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. And there's, there's cares of the world. See, that, that pressure that the world will put on you. That's why he did it. Amen. Verse 4. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation. And you have forgotten the exhortation that speaks to you as to sons. And this, this is the, the exhortation, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges or whips every son whom he receives. Amen. 
and verse 7 says if you endure chastening god deals with you as his son for what son is there whom a father does not chasten but if you are without chastening of which all have become partakers then you are illegitimate and not sons so don't get angry i know it's hard but don't get angry when you go through diverse temptations because sons get whipped amen do you have a kid that you didn't whip if you did he's probably in in the penitentiary by now that's what happened to kids you don't whip amen yeah got a lot of them don't hit my baby and my baby didn't do it amen those are the ones that go to jail i used to tell my husband don't whoop them so hard and he said if you get in my way i'm gonna whip you them and then i'm gonna whoop you but then i said <laughs> but i backed up i didn't i didn't get in the way but i was you know <laughs> amen but you know you have to discipline your kids you just have to and who liked don't nobody like it did you like it no my mother used to make us to choose to switch and I would choose the fat switch, and, and my sister said, you're so stupid. You choose the fat switch. Now they know the skinny switch is the ones that burn and sting. <laughs> Just break my leg, but don't cut it. Amen. Stop trying to carry your own burdens. But learn to cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. And he's the good shepherd. And he causes us to forget our troubles and travel light. And that's what we need to do. Start traveling light. Amen. Forgetting your trouble. And forgetting things behind. When you, when you try to carry your past or try to correct the past, that's gone. I learned, you know, not long ago that I was carrying something that I shouldn't have been carrying. You know, old memories. And God says, I give you better ones. Just let that go and get moving. Amen. Let it go and get moving. You know, the devil is so tricky, but he ain't smart. He get us on those little things that we overlook because, you know, just because we know uh, because we're used to something or something familiar he gets you on that so you have to stay vigilant and stay ready but if your spirit man is trained right you'll even pick up on those little things and stop him dead in his tracks amen and get and just bring normalcy back to your life by trusting god it's the best way to go amen all right i'm done father we thank you for your word we praise you father